Hey, it's Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doc. Thanks for joining me on my podcast, Tell Me Something Good About Retail, where I interview some of the best entrepreneurs and retailers and people who deal with retail in a new and exciting podcast format each week. So join me live here, or you can also find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. Let's get going. Thanks for joining me on this week's podcast. I'm speaking to Whitney Morgan, who is the owner of Collage in York, Pennsylvania. She just received the Socially Responsible Retailer Award this week. She's going to talk about constantly reinventing yourself, that you're always involving, and you can always purchase more merchandise. Listen in. My name is Whitney Morgan. I own a store in York, Pennsylvania called Collage. I bought my business about nine years ago. It's a gift store. The store itself has been here since 1983, so it is a staple in the York community. My family, I'm a fourth-generation retailer. I've been part of independent retailing since I was born, so it's kind of in my blood. And um, basically, I've been following your podcast, listening to your advice, and keeping up with modern-day retail. Good, but you have a big uh, thing that happened recently. What happened the other day? Yes. Gifts and Decorative Accessory Magazine each year um, holds an awards gala called the Retail Excellence Awards. And we were actually, um, we won the Socially Responsible Retail Award on, um, yes, thank you. So what does that mean? That means that over the past seven years, we've actually been uh, working with a local women's shelter for domestic violence, and we've been um, renovating their rooms at the shelter, and we were recognized for all of our hard work um, on Sunday night. So, yeah, it's been an awesome experience and one that I never thought I'd actually win an award for because it's just a work of passion. Right. right. Well, that's usually the way it, it turns out, you know. Um, I'll get back to I'll yes. get to back to that in a second. How did you start out in in retail? Because you bought this a few years ago. My family owned um, many um, stores back in the 1980s and 90s, some department stores. And when the big box stores came into town, unfortunately, our store went bankrupt. And we kept one store open, which was a health and beauty aid store. And I went to college and studied fine art and realized that I couldn't do much with my degree. (laughs) So I went to work for my dad. Uh (laughs) I actually learned his business from the ground up. I started like in the warehouse, just entering in, you know, doing data entry work and ended up being a buyer. Um, by the time we sold it, I guess, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So I went into advertising after that, and I realized I was walking into a lot of retailers when I was selling advertising, and every time I'd walk in, I'd want to be adjusting their <laughs> shelves, and I, I felt like a fish out of water doing what I was doing, and I just really missed retail. So I ended up walking into a beautiful boutique one day, and I I kept saying, like, if I ever had a store, this is what it would be like. And uh, the woman um, that owned it was getting ready to retire. So I ended up buying it. Well, that's great. That's the best way, I think, to really get into retail, because it sounds like when you touch all those elements, I think you see all the touch points for the customer. And it's everything from 
data entry to getting of it to knowing your numbers as a buyer, for example. I mean, um, right. I think that's what I struggle with when I read about gift stores and some of the things they talk about why it's tough. And it's like, well, do you know your numbers? You, you can't right. just buy what you like, right? Exactly. And I did struggle with that at the beginning. I think I still sometimes struggle with that. But I always have my dad's like voice in my head yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> that he was more of a numbers person and I'm I come from the creative right. side so So what's um, he yelling at you? <laughs> he's yelling me at me to think about paying my bills and how we're going to do that and not to overbuy and you can always you know you can always purchase That's... but you can't go back and try and make up you know bills. I love that you can always purchase. That's what people forget like there's this window. I have 2 days about the show. This is the only time I'll ever be able to buy anything. Right. I better buy it now. It's not like that. And I, um, I, I, when I started going to the shows, I actually, um, I did that. I would buy like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of merchandise, and, um, and then I'd get home, and you know, when it would all come in, I'd be like, "What did I just yeah. do?" And. Um, so now when I go to the shows, I do a lot of, you know, just looking and then I'll come back and really evaluate things and then do my purchasing. Good. I like that challenge in the last three years. And how'd you overcome it? Definitely the economy isn't like when I first bought my business in 2009, things were going great. And then all of a sudden it tanked and it's just we still haven't come back from that. So I've had to really think about first of all think about what I'm buying and make sure that it's just not like going to be dead right. dead weight in right. my store also price point making sure that I have you know multiple price points for everybody you know who walks in the store and also just keeping things really unique and customer service sure. has to be sure. like top notch um, so that people you know still think of you as a specialty shop and you know, you don't turn into, you know, a store that you just walk into and nobody talks to you. Right. Or just have a museum. So, you have so many pretty yeah. items. I just love coming to your store. Yeah. Well, that's not why exactly. you're here. Buy something. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, those are some of the things I honestly still struggle day to day. Sure. You know, you are constantly worrying about next season or, you know, even tomorrow. But I just feel like even um, doing the work that we did with the shelter has definitely put our name out in the community. And it shows that we're supporting our community who supports us. And um, I have customers coming in all day long, dropping off donations for them. So it gets people in the door, whether they're coming to shop, you know, they're still walking through my door. Well, I think it's so important that you raise a a really good point, because I think so many times people come up to us and say, can you give me a gift certificate for our something, something? And um, and the people say, oh, we support the community. That's not supporting the community. To me. Right. Supporting the community is actually just doing it because that's who you are. And if someone notices it, then that's great. But it's kind of right. baked into your DNA. So tell me more about how you got started being socially responsible and any tips you could uh, make for somebody looking to do it. How do you decide on well, it? What? Um, something that you just mentioned, too, I just wanted to kind of touch on because it's helped us a lot. You know, I do have people walking in every day asking for donations to just about every kind of like organization on the planet. And um, at first I was like giving out 
you know, gift cards and merchandise. And, you know, I was just trying to like do my best to make everybody happy. Um, But now, you know, when because we've chosen this one organization to really focus on, um, when people come in to me, I, I tell them, you know, like, this is exactly what I'm focused on. These people don't have even they don't have more than the clothes on their back the shelter yeah so to me all of our donations are going there right now and i i usually ask like you know if you'd like to help me you know <laughs> i love that yeah like focus on you know do a contribution or if your organization is interested in helping us you know um that's actually gotten me some really nice donations for the shelter <laughs> that's great and how did you pick something like that how do you well um and this is kind of what i was telling the audience the other night when i bought my store and i this is how i started my speech i i knew that my store would sell really beautiful things but what i didn't know and hopefully other store owners see this within their stores is like how much beauty actually does go on in your store. Um, In my store, for example, I have a gift shop. People are always like buying gifts for each other and putting a lot of thought into things. For the most part, I knew that my customers would, they want to help organizations, but they don't really know how. And they don't want to just write a check. Sometimes they just, you know, are, at home yeah. and they find some clothing that they want to you know donate and so i've made it available to them to drop off things all the time but this shelter was uh, about six or seven years ago i somebody had come in and asked me if i had heard of them and they're only you know blocks from my store and um i said no and i said well, maybe i'll go down and take a tour sometime and when i went down there it was just like in shambles like the building was barely like it looked like it had never been touched and so i i was it's an emergency shelter for families you know fleeing from really violent situations Mm. so you know i was seeing like all these kind of materialistic things going on in my store and then i saw like a couple doors away like these people really struggling so um we started i just started asking my customers to bring in um you know bags of gently used clothing um toiletries you know things for the home um that you know would be you know, uh, utilized at the shelter bedding and that kind of thing. And um, they started bringing like every week I'd have two carloads, three carloads of, of things that people had dropped off. So wow. as I started going more and more to the shelter, they um, I was able to see the different rooms and everything. And I thought, um, you know, what I'll do is I'll take some of my staff and their kids down and we can, maybe repaint some rooms or something over the summer. And it's kind of turned into a uh, something that we do annually every summer. And um, this year I had 30 kids help me paint the paint three rooms and an office down there. And, you know, it just gives the, these dark and dingy rooms like a fresh look and, you know, it, it brings up their morale definitely down yeah. there. So well, it makes us feel good. So, and the communities uh, really helped me. I was able to raise money to build a playground for them. Um, so, you know, we just, we've just taken this organization and kind of run with it. 
Well, I love that. And how do you balance that with being an entrepreneur? Because on one side, I could see somebody listening to this like, oh, this sounds great, but my God, people are dropping off stuff every day. And how do I sell my merchandise? And then how do I? Well, I think too, like I've had a lot of people that have come to like drop off merchandise and then they're, they'll say, oh, I'll just take a quick look around and that could turn into a sale. So um, I think that it just gets people in the door that might not normally stop in the door in, you know, walk through your doors. Um, so also, the attitude you have about that is kind of is different, too, because I can certainly see, you know, you see people with like Toys R Us, uh, not Toys R Us, Toys for Tots or some of that. Yeah. Like, just drop it and get the heck out. And I mean, I have that- people that do that, too, but I, I will tell you that it does people you know, are constantly talking about our store because they'll, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, Collage did this for, you know, Access York. And or if you have if you're cleaning out your closet, you can just drop that off at Collage. Uh And, you know, so it's it is advertising, too, for us, which I mean, you want to have people talking about you and you and it's a very positive thing that, you know, we're doing in the community. And you know, over the last few days after they heard <laughs> about my award, you know, an influx of customers sure. have been like walking through the door. You know, they want to support you because they know that you're doing something. Really well, and good. I think that's the key that you uh, aren't you're able one. They're able to see what you're able to do Two, You've made it easy for them to contribute. And then three, it, it brings out the best of why retail exists, I think, which is making right. sense in other people's lives through a variety of ways. Right. Right. And I'm not going to say it's easy. Um, You know, it was really hard for me to give up a week this summer and not be at the store and be down inside of a homeless shelter painting rooms. But, um, you know, it it's worth it. And I I put money into it that I probably shouldn't have. You know what I mean? If I were looking at all my books and everything. But it, it definitely, I just feel like it's it's worth it. Well, and, you definitely knew that you should um, do that. So there you go. See, that's yeah. just that other side yeah. of it. Um, what would you tell a friend that yeah. says to you, let's go out for coffee? And you're like, okay, that's great. And they tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of opening up my own retail store. What would you tell them? <sighs> All right. So be honest here. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much I would say don't do it. <laughs> Um, I was very fortunate because I grew up in retail and I, before I bought my business, my dad pretty much sat me down in his accountant's office and screamed at me and, you know, really, you know, wanted me to realize how stressful retail can well, be. Precarious. You know? I think I appreciate that though. He's telling you like yeah. you're driving a sports car at at 80 miles an hour here, things can go off the rails pretty easily if you take your eye off the ball, right? It's that kind of thing. Exactly. Yes. Um, second of all, have this genetic thing in my blood that I just can't get out of it. So for me, it's a whole, I felt like it was a whole different ball game. When I hear people that want to go into it, I really encourage them to, ha- to work in retail for a long time because um, you get to know I mean, it's just not, we're just not selling pretty things right. all day. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of box opening. It's a lot of, you know, s- blood, sweat, tears, and staying up all night trying to figure things out. Um, and I don't think a lot of people understand that. I also feel like um, I, my business was in a great location. It had a following already. 
Um, so that to me was really important. If I were just starting over again, I don't believe I'd open up in, in the same um, area that I'm in um, because it's a struggling economy. Right, right. Um, I would probably, you know, move it to maybe in another town. Um, but I, I just, I am very honest with people when they talk about opening up stores because I see a lot of stores open and close within like five years. Yeah. Well, even much quicker. They're like yeah. restaurants, you know, I didn't make, you know, people would look at you after a few months. So like, uh, when do I start pulling money out? And you're like, well, it's not going to happen in the first few months. Cause you've, you bought all that money. That money is sitting in your store. That's, I guess where I always go back to is it's always fun to buy. It's always fun to buy, yeah. Especially when it's not even your real money. It's kind of like, oh, we're buying it for the store. I know. But when you when yep. it all arrives and you're now looking at it, and to your point earlier, what do I do with all of this? Um, that's not fun. So um, right. I think that's good. I think that realistic, go out there and work another retail store and see all of both sides of it. And there are some of us that working in retail is always great. I mean, I'm fortunate. I love to. I love to be in a right. store. I love the whole atmosphere. And I love the temporariness of all of it. And mm -hmm. then the long-term relationships I build uh, as well. When you feel overwhelmed or you've lost your focus, um, what do you do to, to rebuild yourself, Whitney? Um, I think that I, I do try to take some time, maybe like a day or two off just in, I usually find myself in other retail stores <laughs> just trying to get ideas. <laughs> Um, I, you know, like to go to other towns to look around and just see, I, you know, merchandising ideas. Um, that's also important when you're opening up a store to make sure that your product is merchandised properly. Um, but I, I think the shows always come around at like the perfect times because I feel like I, I'm just starting to get burned out before I go to the next show. Yeah. And that kind of like, you know, gives me a little bit more energy when I walk through the doors and see new product and, you know, new seasons. Well, you feel hopeful. Um, That's just like your customer yeah, feels when they walk into your store after you re-merchandised it, right? It's that same feeling. Right. Nice. Definitely. Well, tell me something good about retail. Some of the great things about retail are that, especially being an uh, independent retailer, um, that you can constantly reinvent yourself. Um, you're always evolving. Um, I've gotten to know amazing people through retail. Um, I feel like I'm much more connected to my community and knowing what's going on in the community through my store. Uh, you know, I just, it's, I love the different seasons that, mm. you know, you go into. Um, so those are some of my favorite things. Nice. Um, and that's great. If, if you were to think about, like, it's funny, you go around to other stores. I mean, that's my occupational hazard when I go. I was just in Mexico City. <laughs> I go looking at other stores and I find myself in a mall. It's like, what the hell are you doing here? Let's get outside and yeah. do something else. But it's, it's enervating to me because I do try to look yeah. at why are you doing this and how do you do it? Um, what do you think? what's your definition of like a great customer service experience? I mean, what has to happen for your, it to be excellent in your mind? In my mind, um, it's the whole entire visit of the customer. I mean, from when you walk through the door, being friendly, um, you know, just making somebody feel comfortable. I don't like going into a store where like nobody talks to me and they just, you know, don't even look up from yeah. their cell phone. Um, 
I really stress to my employees, you know, to be engaged, making sure that you're not overly checking on somebody, but you, um, you know, make sure that they're doing okay. If they're trying on clothing, you need to, you know, see if they need other sizes or, you know, and it's, it's the whole visit. And, you know, even at the register, that has to be, you have to, you know, keep that, um, the, the energy going between you and the customer. Otherwise, they'll leave with a bat. Well, you that's know, exactly you have the perfect. You can have the perfect shopping experience and blow it at the register. That's, that's, so. that's a great point because people forget the pass off is the last chance you have to wow me. And even if the, yes. if the visit wasn't necessarily great, you can kick an uh, overdrive by looking at my credit card and, and saying me by name and coming around the counter to how me to purchase or walk out right. with me if it's raining so I don't get the gift wet or a million things, but that's where I think so many smaller retailers in particular tend to kind of give up. Oh, I got the sale. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) That's. I actually had, um, I I mean, I'm being honest here. I, I corrected one of my employees because, you know, she, you know, even handing somebody the bag correctly is, is, you know, important. You have, it's from start to finish. And I, tell my girls every every customer should leave our store with a smile you know that's great and that means you have to make sure that they have it not <laughs> you yes. tell them a joke or something <laughs> right exactly <laughs> well good well tell me is there uh, how do we find out more about you how do we find out more about collage um we are on facebook at collage shop which is we do a lot on facebook our website is collageofyork.com um and on instagram we are uh, collage of york wonderful well it's been a pleasure chatting with you today thank and you so congratulations much congratulations again on your social responsibility award it's really exciting thank to you. hear all about it and that brings us to the end of another edition of tell me something good about retail i'm your host bob fibbs the retail doctor please share the love and tell your friends to subscribe as i engage retailers to share their tips for growing your retail business Find out more about me at RetailDoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. While you're there, you can find a transcript of this podcast. You can send an email to me at Bob at RetailDoc.com to tell me what you thought of this episode. And or you can leave a comment and share your experience right here as it relates to what we were talking about today. Again, I hope you'll tune in for another episode and good selling.